the scene in Jingle All the Way when Arnold Schwarzenegger decides that he it's the best thing on the planet but he's just discovered that he can turn out of the far right lane into that empty space and pass everybody <laughs> he, he does that because he's, he's late for his kids karate practice or his karate recital or demonstration and he's like he's looking he's really excited about it he's like looking out the window at everybody he's like ah, ah, I'm passing you I'm passing all of you <laughs> and then he ends up getting pulled over by a cop and the cop is like I'm gonna fucking test you for being drunk driving and he's like I'm not drunk and then and then he makes him like touch his nose he makes him walk in a straight line and he's like now say that alphabet and then I was just like A B C and then the cop is like backwards <laughs> and then I think mm. it cuts to the next scene <laughs> yes Oh, that's good filler. Oh. How, how do you sound now? Mm. I think it. I'm a function. I know. You sound good. Now. Oh, you sound good. You sound Let's good. Assume. It worked, Mike. It's intermission. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. So I'm drunk and shit's gone to hell. Well. There's some explaining to do. Uh, this episode ran really long and I had to cut it. I had to cut a lot out of it. Even then, it's still kind of long for the usual episode of the old Doctor Connection. But, uh, fear not, non-existent listener. <laughs> I will be uploading the a fuller version of this episode at a later point. Hopefully, some point in the next week, early in the next week, or maybe even alongside the following episode. But, uh, till then, please try to enjoy. Okay, gentlemen. Mary F. Kill. Let's do it. Alright, and, and we got we got six six women to choose from, so yeah, you normally play it with three, but we got six, so this shouldn't be too difficult. Hmm. Uh, you know what I mean when I say Mary F. Kill? Yes. 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 All right, who wants to go first? Well, I don't really remember all their names very clearly, but I can uh, just go It's off. okay. You can just throw out a description. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I guess Mary... Uh, I don't know, man. I got some words to say about this show, but uh, I guess the shit. Oh, in the episode with the really, I think it was the third episode, the really passive little noodle shop girl. I like her. Oh, yeah. The sort of girl next door. Yes. Marry her. The Japanese ideal, I should call her. Yes. And uh, what was the other other parts? Buff, buff, whatever. 
That would definitely have to be. Actually, it wouldn't. It would be the girl from on the motorcycle. I like her. I like her a that's, lot. That's the one you're gonna have. Yes, and then the kill would have to be. I don't really want to kill any of them. They're all fine. Uh, oh, that that the in in the same episode with the noodle shop, the the girlfriend of the evil evil guy or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. She seemed like I wanted to the uh, primary girls, but we can get we can do that. Yeah. Just, um, so that yeah, I guess I guess that's all for me. For those, mm. yeah. uh, Angelina. Mm. Um, let me just say that I'm I'm come I'm sick. We'll just say that. Um, yeah, I've got health issues going on, so if I sound down, um, that's why. Um. Mary, I'll go with the, um, in the first episode, there's, like, this redhead girl with, like, a voice that I like. (laughs) Um, So her, she's a very side character, but she seems nice, uh, and I like Mm -hmm. that, but not, like, timid. Uh, Let's see, F. I think I really like the swimming instructor. She's <laughs> just a babe in the haircut, and she's like got that dark and mysterious thing going on. That's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the dark and mysterious thing never lasts. <laughs> um, and then yeah. kill. Um. I wouldn't kill any of them, but if we're just saying the one I don't like or feel ambivalent on is, I don't know, maybe the boss in the first episode. (laughs) Some women are scary. (laughs) Yeah, she's not scary. She's just... uh, She's a pain in the ass and like a little pretentious... When she she hits him with the car, just gives him money and then leaves. <laughs> I I don't know. I I really I don't hate any of them. Uh, mm-hmm. They're all pretty lovable. Yeah, uh, they have their quirks. Yeah. Um. Uh. Words. Anyway, so I'm marrying the uh, cell painter. Uh, screwing the motorcycle chick and killing the mafia princess because I think she's a sociopath. <laughs> oh yeah, she's awful. Definitely a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I kind of want to change my answer to that one. Okay. Maybe, I, maybe I didn't say her because but yeah, she's she was very immature. Yeah, huge cock tease. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. God, I was so wrong. It's like you gotta wonder how many people she got killed playing that little game. Mm, a lot. Yeah. A lot of people. In or at the very least, got beaten. Because like, how many people are in the hospital because of her? Oh yeah, they beat the shit out of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they gave so him the good. treatment. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Seeing him bounce around, it's <laughs> so tight. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for Kentaro. He takes 
he takes some good ass whoopings over the course of this series. Yeah. Well, he deserves it half the time, and the other half maybe he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I think that the ones he deserves are usually limited to a punch in the face, whereas mm. the really bad ones <laughs> yeah. are through fault of his own or through little fault of his own. Yeah. He tries. He's so naive. Yeah. He is. Very much so. Like, I think uh, uh, the moment of that that really stands out is when he sees a uh, uh, super slick sleaze ball, mm. like, talk like some Yakuza guy, and he's like, oh, he must have a lot of friends. Yeah, exactly. God, that guy's a sleazy motherfucker. <laughs> God, the kick. <laughs> I remember the when you first noticed that. <laughs> you were just doing the kick for, like, the whole weekend. Oh, yeah. You guys haven't seen it. It was well. We first saw this. I was first exposed to this. Uh, uh, I don't know, fucking over a decade ago, when I would go stay at Jump Kills's house in the garage, or not in the garage, but yeah. Anyway, this guy sits down and he he puts his leg over his knee. He does that thing, but he. He kicks into the air before yeah. he settles his leg down. It's and then great. slowly drops it. Yeah. But, like, that's just a testament to the, you know, we were talking about Cogliastro, about um, the little things in the animation that are yeah. hilarious. This animation is just full of that. And everything in this is animated so, uh, like, lovingly. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very good moving anime yeah <laughs> definitely very much uh, before, uh, go ahead sorry go ahead Mike oh it's just amazing too that they they keep up that pace too for not a standard 20 minutes but a half an hour every episode this solid amazing piece of animation and uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it now or later but the and it's I love how beautiful it looks and then the last episode is like a tribute to animation. Yeah, I'll get into that later. Yeah, I like that. Um, for anyone possibly weirded out by my starting this off with a Mary F. Kill, I was trying to sort of get specifically me and Mike, but all of us, back into the mindsets of our perhaps our adolescence, which is where I, when, rather, I discovered this anime. Um, but yeah, it's a... Start with the usual. Joe, what did you think about the series overall? Uh, uh, so, unlike you guys, this was the first time that I saw this series, but I did remember when I was younger that a lot of people would talk about this anime and how great it was and all, and all that stuff. But when I... I don't know. When I watched the series, all six episodes... It's. I think because I have already seen so much anime and I've seen a lot of these these different type of things that they were doing, like the whole really main, per, super perverted and really horny main character and all these really funny like things start happening around him with all these girls and stuff. I found that to be rather tiring. It was funny. I, I mean, I was definitely mm-hmm. chuckling here and there. But after the first episode, I was kind of done with it. The things that I was actually way more interested in, and by far my most favorite episode out of all six of the the shows, 
was definitely the first one. Not so much for the the main character, but actually for the episode itself, because it was kind of connecting so much to how things are happening now. I thought it was so great that they were having an entire tech startup company. The fact that the episode was revolving around that, that was awesome. And the fact that it was run by solely by a bunch of women. I mean, considering how we have all mm-hmm. these diversity issues and all these other things happening right now, I was like, whoa, this is really cool that this is actually for doing all of this back then. Because mainly back then, it was really just strictly men yeah. running those kind of companies. So I thought that connection was really out of nowhere and how they were mentioning C plus especially in Japan. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then how they yeah. were and how they were really going into detail about the different programming languages they were using and how he unplugged the server and all that kind of stuff. So and how mm-hmm. they actually went into detail into the type of applications that they were making an edu- they're making um like educational like software for American companies. And then they started going a bit more in detail into why they were not building it for the Japanese, uh, building it for Japan and, and for America instead. And it's just, that is what I thought was way more interesting because I, the vibe I was going to, I started getting from the show was that, okay, this is cool. We have this character and he's basically kind of exploring all these different types of jobs and how, and what happens during those different types of jobs and like what processes you have to go through and, you know, all that kind of really cool stuff. And the whole, the antics that he was kind of going into, like the, the whole scene with, he was kind of just, uh, like sniffing the the woman's toilet and all that weird things. I mean, it was funny, but I was just so much more interested in the actual like them exploring the job that he was doing at the time. Yeah. It it made me actually start mm-hmm. to think of other animes like Yakita uh, no Japan. I think I'm saying that right. And yeah, Hikaru no Go, where those were animes uh, that were focused mainly on a particular area like Yakitano Japan was focused on baking and they went deeply into the science behind baking and what making bread and what's behind that. And then like Hikaru no Go was all about the board game Go and diving deep into that. And so I started getting this really sense that, all right, this is going to be so cool that he's going to be exploring all these really different jobs in each episode. And he kind of does that, but they never go really too far into it. It's more so about the crazy antics that he kind of encounters and him trying to like help these people come to some sort of realization about their job and all that kind of stuff, which was fine. But to me, what I found way more interesting was the actual jobs that he was uh, participating in versus him as a character. He was really kooky and funny. And I thought that was great, but I just felt it felt a little eh, like cliche and tiring after the first episode. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, if it was little Joe, like Joe, like high school Joe or middle school Joe (laughs) watching this, I would have been, I I would have wanted way more nudity, way more perversion. And I would have just been, (laughs) I would have just lost my mind and had a lot of fun with it. But I think the Joe now, I'm looking at things a little bit differently and and what I want. And what I want is something a bit more intellectual and stimulating versus than just nudity and I'm just being honest. That's I'm what, just messing with yeah. you. I mean, it's just um, the, the floppy boobs were cool and the bounciness. <laughs> that was, eh, I'm kind yeah. of, it's like, eh, I'm not that interested anymore. Great animation on those titties. Yes, it was all very fluid animation, but. Yeah, yeah they were furious. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Well, first off, Joe, um, I think we can add tech startup to the list of uh, 
animes we'd like to see. Yes. Cool topics we'd like to see turned into animes God, alongside yes. bodybuilding for me. Yes, I would love to see a tech startup anime. Alongside uh, what? Bodybuilding. There's no animes about bodybuilding. There's really? animes featuring elements of them. Uh, what about manga? About it. What about what? Manga. Uh, no manga either, strangely <laughs> enough. At least none that I've seen. Hmm. It's got to be out there. <laughs> yeah. Have you I, specifically I've, Googled I've, it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've searched. <laughs> and, you know, I always come across uh, other things which feature elements of them, like mm. martial arts shows which uh, feature aspects of it in their mm. training. Mm. Uh, but, you know. And it's funny, too, because I'm finding more and more now that. A lot of people trying to build themselves up like that are drawing inspiration from anime. Specifically, Dragon Ball Z is a big one. Yeah. But uh, that's a minor tangent, I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll kind of go a bit more in-depth on the individual episodes. So, uh, Mike, what's your feelings? Uh, this will be interesting. Uh, what are your feelings overall about it now compared to how you felt about it when I introduced Let's see. you? Uh, a little bit of what Joe was saying. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, this is like." I mean, it's exactly how I remember it, um, and and some of it was, it was like a slow burn for me back into loving it. But by the end, I did. Um, <laughs> like at the beginning, it was like. Uh, and it's tough because I've seen it and some of the jokes I I knew were coming but they're still really good um, like mm. when he goes to confront the Yakuza and then just turns <laughs> I really love that nope. but it's, it's like I knew that one was coming and I, I saw a few other ones coming because I've seen it like the, um, the the drowning scene still it was like, <laughs> I see where this is going, but then just like watching the animation, it still kind of got me a little bit. I uh, still so hard at that. Like, my sister was yelling at me across the hall, like, what are you laughing at? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, like just said, it, it, and I, I'm not as hard on it, but I, it did bring me back to like, like certain scenes like you know when he's fucking when he can't stop getting boners and shit it's like damn it's like yeah. this is so it's real <laughs> like the <that laughs> shit that, that horny dudes gotta worry about you know yep um y'all got the beast and uh i don't know if i noticed it before but like like joe was saying all the you know where he's they really get into all of the different occupations and they get in like they really did their research on that shit and that's cool and mm-hmm. especially um the last episode you see yeah. that a lot. I love that. It's, oh, yeah. it's really great. Like it reminded me, oh that's right, that's where probably where I learned what an in betweener was. Um but yeah, I don't know, I just I, something about me like identifies with Kintaro and not just because he's a horny bastard. But it's and this has stuck with me over the years. Like it's, I think I've talked to you about this before, but it, it's made a profound impression as far as the idea that someone um, is addicted to learning. You know, mm-hmm. he's like James mm-hmm. Franco. He, he just has to learn about things, and it's yeah. it's strange. Like 
I'm kind of the same way, right? Like, or I try to be. Like, I have all these different interests and in things. Or, and like a good a good example was I I put out a Christmas album, <laughs> and it was like the <laughs> no, dumbest yeah. thing. But I did it, and I was like kind of pleased with it. And one person bought it, and it made <laughs> a few other people laugh. And then it was not a it didn't like take off or anything, but like that was it. Like I did, I moved on to the next thing just so creatively. It's kind of inspiring to like, I've been trying to do that lately a lot too. just move from creative project to creative project, just get things done. Um, but I, but I really like, like I going back to what I was saying before, just being, especially when I, before I, after I graduated high school and then went to junior college, just and this is kind of, I feel like it's almost a love letter to that age group. Like, he's 25. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a love letter to your your early to mid-20s. It's just like trying to figure out what you want to do in life. But mm-hmm. for me personally, it like, for me personally, it's because I love learning about things. And it would be cool if I could master everything that I was into, like, it would be cool if I could become like, if I became an amazing skateboarder, but <laughs> it's not, but it's like, yeah. I, it, it lets you develop this appreciation for, for all these different aspects of life. And that's what I think kind of the heart of golden boy and the heart of Kentaro is, is he's, yeah. he's just very much a, a human. And he has this like beautiful naivete about life, that, which I love. Like he sees beautiful woman and he goes a little too far sometimes but he you know it kind of it it does go a little bit deeper well he where he he sees them as objects but then he gets to know them as people and their motivations and then he helps people and then he moves along it's just i don't know something about him has really resonated with me over the years even though you could just look at him as like a dirty pervert, but to me, he's so much more than that. And he's... Yeah. I think some of what helps to pull him away from that moniker, it's, it's a twofold thing. One, the name of the show in regards to him kind of sort of like what you're saying where, uh, yeah, sure. He does kind of lose his shit in regards to like desires for these people, but gets to know them as people. There's also the fact that his uh, sex drive is kind of a curse. Like mm, yeah. it comes back and bites him in the ass. Yeah. And, like like I said, of the show. <laughs> like I said, it's just like, it's kind of a portrait of being a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean the character. Yeah. I, after Mike, yeah, after Mike said all that stuff, it really did made me think about his character a little bit more. I think I was a little bit too much focused on wanting to learn more about his the occupations he was kind of he was he was doing. Um, yeah, I mean, his character is so real, and uh, I mean, I was thinking back at that age, I was pretty much the same age. I mean, I wasn't going around with a boner everywhere, but <laughs> well, but yeah, I kind of was. But he's just yeah, that's, that's like, be real, Joe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> we all wore big pants for a reason, <laughs> right? Uh, right. I still kind of do sometimes. <laughs> but what I 
Yeah, I think he definitely is a reflection of every type of person around that particular age. I mean, it's it's only natural. I mean, it's just around that time you have an extremely high sex drive, and he clearly made that very public, even when he didn't try to. Uh, and then the, other, the only thing I I really love that he would do, going back to the whole constantly wanting to learn thing, was that he was always keeping notes and keeping track of what he was currently learning at that time to what I would assume in the future to kind of help him, kind of look back on what he had learned and kind of let it let use that to help yeah. him in whatever job he does next. <laughs> yeah. Well, that all culminates in like the last episode, right? Too. Mm. Yeah. And that's weird. I don't want to make it all about me, but it's like, I take tons of notes too. And then there's like another level where <laughs> going into school and maybe this was like an, an ideal I carried with me from Goldeneye. Like when I went to the big fancy art school that I went to, I was always just like, I just want to be, I want to learn the skills and get good work out of this. Like the degree doesn't even matter to me. I just want to be able to say that I am a good graphic designer or decent. Mm -hmm. And I ended up not finishing because of financial issues, but I, I did go more than halfway and I was pretty close, but it's like, it's funny every time you're hearing that, that closing Every time where he's like, he finished all of his courses, but then he withdrew. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's an interesting it's like, thing about it. Right it's because it's, it's not the degree that's important to him. It's the knowledge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, oh my God. Was it, once again, it's almost, it's kind of talking about how things are today with the whole, just how, at least with the tech industry, what's important is not so much that your fancy degree, it's the knowledge. It's all about what you've yeah. learned and picked up and what yeah. you can show. It's the same mm -hmm. way design. Well, there you go. So it's just it's that way in a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I, I just got to go back to that first episode again. Just that episode was just, it mirrors so much of like the now. It just was kind of blowing my mind. Yeah. I, I really yeah. enjoyed that episode the yeah. most. I'm not saying they weren't forward thinking and doing it, but I, I almost feel like it was. It just kind of came out of necessity like we need to have him in this setting but yeah. we also need him to be around a bunch of hot women so let's combine the two yeah. and then but it, it worked well maybe this is the, another snobbish thing but another thing that really bothered me a lot in that first episode because my background is i come from the tech world and i'm a programmer so one thing that just really threw me off was i, I understand they had to have him around a whole bunch of women that seems to be a common theme or in all the episodes but it's just why was the tech why was the ceo dressed that way no ceo in their right mind would ever ever be dressed that way well, it's her it's company an she can do what he wants i know it's an anime yeah. I, know, I know it's her company it's, but, it's just, but i just i was just thinking that okay nowadays with all the, the problems that women are having in the industry they no one no yeah. one in their right mind would ever dress that way yeah. there was a girl's locker room in the in the like where was yeah. it it's like they had to put some sort of some piece in there so he would have an ex, there would be an excuse for him to get into some weird scenario with panties and bras and uh, I've never I mean no. yeah it's I mean part of it like when I was first starting I was just like ooh like is this going to be bad or but it, it wasn't as bad as as I would think just because I think it, it balances out and it and it does treat a lot of them like real characters. The my other thought going back into this was like, yeah, it's, and I feel like this does it better than a lot of other shit that I see 
uh, and it handles the material like um i don't know if i want to use the word maturely but <laughs> but it, it dives a little deeper it does it a lot of it does feel like it's comes out of that sexually repressed yeah. element that japan has going japan. for it yeah um, but at the same time it is so forward that it subverts it almost i think it was kind of shock like it's not just a product of it 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 is also kind of analyzing it yeah yeah i kind of want to see like an updated version of this i would have loved to see what they would do with this now yeah yeah that was always a big question and i've talked about this with jumper cables before but i'm you might know more now that we have more internet like what's the deal Mm -hmm. why is it only six like why did they never make well um did they this was, uh, I want to say this was made in, like, I'm not sure if it's the tail end of, like, the OVA boom that started in the the mid or maybe late 80s in Japan. Um, it, it was tied to Japan's uh, having, like, an economic bubble. Like, they were doing really well in the 80s, mm. money-wise, and... This showed in the animation in the sense that they had a lot more money to burn. Like a lot of like some of the more amazing shows you'll find in regards yeah. to animation alone are going to be found in the 80s as well as the uh, early 90s. And what they would do, OVAs kind of came out as a part of this. Uh, amongst uh, the other reasons, whether it was just like purely artistic or adapting something, sometimes people would put out OVAs just as like high-end advertising for their manga or a jump start for you to jump into a long-running manga series and i think golden boy was kind of the case in that and that what it covers is a maybe a, a cleaner version of the first volume of the manga granted there's some uh some pretty big differences in regards to the anime and the manga, both um, mainly in content. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the reason why it just kind of ends there. Is it dirtier than too. the show? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> for example, I can't remember if episode three, the one that's like straight out of a sitcom, is actually in, in the manga or it, like I'm. If it was made up for the series, or if it just occurs later in the manga, because the Which chapter three of volume one is a lot different and involves some really slutty chicks. Hmm. Uh, uh, oh, part three or episode three—that was the noodle shop. Uh, the noodle shop and the sleaze very, ball guy. Pretty, yeah. pretty tame episode. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's a nice break from. It's a nice break from. Kintaro versus his own sex drive. Yeah, that's, that is what I appreciated about it too. Is it? It wasn't like full throttle that the whole time. Like it would take breaks to explain what user interface. Wow, the importance of user interface and like animation and and we had the noodle shop episode and the, the animation episode. You know, it's funny. I remember uh, that last episode as being a entirely about uh like him working in a hentai office but really that's only mentioned like a couple <laughs> times yeah 
it's weird. We've kind of touched a lot of points off, but no, no, I want to try something a little different. Let's try working through this, uh, maybe chronologically. You guys okay with that? Go for it. You're the boss, Tony Dancer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, um, I guess just covering things we didn't already mention. <laughs> uh, well, is there anything you guys wanted to mention about that first episode? Mm, I think Joe kind of said everything he has to say about it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just Those nipples really stick out. <laughs> the outfit where her nipples are coming through. It's, it's a really... It's a, not even like it was a particularly like stuck with me as like oh that's hot. It's just like huh. Yeah, that's my reaction Cause, too. Because because there aren't there aren't that many nipples. I feel like there are some, but it's not super egregious. Even though all everything else is like it does stay pretty PG thirteen. Mm, got it. Um, there's yeah, some hair boobs at random points, but uh. Yeah, I remember when I showed this to uh, Ed, a mutual friend, uh, he told me after watching the opening, (laughs) I was worried this was going to be a hentai. It's it's really weird. When I saw her, my my first instinct, (laughs) at least I kind of hoped it would have been, but it wasn't, would be, yes, the M's be some boobies, and I see some tetas. But it was not. <laughs> it was, ah, oh, God, put a shirt on and tell me more about your company. That's what, I, <laughs> that's what I wanted. I was so interested. I wanted to know more about what, yeah. they, what they were doing and how it works. You're worked. so chivalrous, Joe. I'm just, I'm just it was. It was no, it, he's just married to his work. It was just fascinating. Oh. I, I found it to be just so fascinating mm. that. Um, uh, while we're on that. Well, before we we go off of the uh, her uh, the the the, 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 the CEO, I don't know, we'll call it that. Um, let me just say that that that's a reckless ass woman. You see the way she was driving in residential area. She's a CEO. She can do what she wants. Yeah, she thinks she can do what she wants. Startup bosses. She's she's got the she's got the money. She's got the yen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Relaxed, kill anybody else driving like that. Mm. Damn. But um, another thing about the company itself is the way Kintaro sort of moving around, asking questions, collecting information. I feel kind of like that's the way, um, like serious, like I won't say serious business types because that's going to invoke the wrong impression. But like business types, the people trying to work their way up, like. People who join a company with the idea of like attaining like executive level stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, you see in every movie. There's like a little fucking intern in a suit with glasses, following, just shadowing uh, someone, taking mm-hmm. notes. Yeah, they get like two yeah. dialogue. It's granted, it's heartfelt in the case of Kentaro. Not to say that anyone who uh, sets out with that kind of goal isn't, but. Yeah, it's uh, okay. okay. Uh, you guys just just bear with me. I got one more complaint on the tech thing. It's just because it, it drove me absolutely insane when when he unplugged the server and then they lost the program or whatever. And then by himself in one week, he managed to teach himself C. That's not no. 
He's gonna. He taught himself the yeah. C programming language, okay. and he he taught himself the UI, the U, everything, just by listening yeah, to other people. Well, he pulls off another feat prior to this, um, prior to coming into that office to work. Is uh, he teaches himself basic using a book and a paper keyboard? And that was fucking ridiculous if, when I saw if, that. If the dialogue for the sub is any indication, he did it. He pulled an all-nighter to do it. Just to say, yeah, it wasn't real. Bro. You can't do that. It's not... fine, Joe. He defies the laws of physics. He can defy the laws of. of and studying. and then that's so subtle implication here is that he's actually kind of a genius. I know, I know, I, I know. He's like some sort that's of super. Yeah. I, I just. He's a savant. I know. I know he is. I, it just. It, I'm a programmer, so it just bothered. It just bothered me. I just had to say that. That's all. So, anyway, I'm done. Okay. Oh, uh, I mean, then there's there's some other things about uh, him pulling that uh, feed off at the end, such as like, okay, the programming is one thing, but uh, what about like the graphics and the assets and all that stuff? How did he? Yeah. Boost? Did he? No. About that type. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. That didn't even make any. I'm just gonna. Some of this is. Uh, like anime or TV magic, you know. I know. Uh, yeah, some people are just good at design. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible someone can do it. It's insanely rare, but I know this guy was some sort of savant-ish person. Yeah, it's yeah. magical. Real? Well, it's not even say real. It's just magical. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's a magical anime plot twist. He's a super genius. He can learn how to do anything within a week. Yeah. Well, it's not even the plot twist. It's just the plot. Right. He's like, he's better than Batman. He doesn't even need, like, he needs far less preparation time. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't have as much self-control as Batman, but he maybe it's smart. Yeah, well, yeah, that's his uh, great weakness, his Achilles heel, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of it's where he nearly got killed, anything you guys want to mention about episode two besides... Uh, the shocking revelation that the human head could not turn 360 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Is this the one? Actually, I was very su- surprised that this intro too, especially you know being older and a little bit more about how uh, you know our political system is this disaster, and and a little bit how of knowing how Japan's political system is um, also a disaster, <laughs> uh, or not necessarily politics, but well, yeah. Uh, I was surprised at how much they touched upon there. It was interesting. They basically kind of, especially at that time, were acknowledging the fact that the Yakuza just ran everything or most things. That's the the parts of the anime that I really liked a lot. It's just when they kind of started to dive into whatever he was doing in that particular episode. That was really cool. Their election system and all that. That was neat. Yeah. Although the girl, I actually almost stopped watching the episode because I couldn't stand that girl. She just was messing with me. She found her to be really annoying. Like she needs, she needs years of therapy, and she may not be cleared to walk among the general populace. So like I'm, I'm certain she might be a sociopath. Oh, she is. I can see that with a father complex. She wanted to sleep with daddy. <laughs> I, that's, I don't know if that was quite the point of the episode, but uh, no. 
know where you're getting that. It's just funny yeah. hearing you say that. Well, that's what that's what he had right. written in his in his uh, book notebook. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, he had her number the whole time, which I thought was great. That was, yeah. was funny. That was good, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. he gets his ass beat. It's like, it's like oh, a ping pong uh, ball. You hear someone talk about giving you the treatment, just run. <laughs> did he say that he did, didn't he? Give him the treatment? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Ass beatings are us. Yeah, ass beatings are us. <laughs> the following episode features another almost as brutal ass beating. Yeah. Oh yeah, when sleazy guy. Yeah, episode. I guess we're on episode three now. <laughs> noodle shop. Yeah. Yeah, um, noodle shop of horrors. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I think the only me. horror actually making it out, making out with the uh, sleaze ball. It was just really chill, mm. and it was a nice break. And the girl was a sweetheart, and they drew little lines in her hair to let you know that she's homely. And uh, and the sleazy guy's cool. He's pretty funny. It's just for you know, he's a piece of shit. Was he a yakuza? Yeah. Well, he says he's part of a specific branch of the yakuza, and you see him talking to that uh, underling. He tells him to uh, give the boss his regards. Yeah. Hmm. There's a uh, small moments between him and Kentaro I like, namely uh, right before the big confrontation where he's like, you've got no respect for me, and Kentaro says, no. <laughs> it's like a small thing, but I laugh hella hard at that every time. I think I remember talking, I remember us talking about that. Um, <laughs> actually, one thing, you know, the end is always <laughs> that and it's it's more of a me thing again, but it it does bum me out because it's like she's totally like in love with him and he doesn't realize it, and then he just leaves, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of sad actually. It's very sad. <laughs> just for for like it's they they play it like a happy ending. Like she's happy that she'll see him again someday, and and he is completely oblivious. But like, I don't know. Just watching it happen, it was kind of. It just makes me think of times in my life where I've been like, could things have gone differently, or did I read a situation completely wrong? But I, I try not to dwell on that type of shit too much. But like watching that scene happen, it was just. It's just I'm like, oh, this is a misunderstanding. Like, and it's it's kind of cute. It speaks to his personality, but it's also like. Oh, it's too bad. <laughs> yeah. The um, the impression I got with that episode and kind of how it related to me a little bit, and I started thinking, I was like, damn, this guy's a workaholic. He's just because he, like Mike was saying, kind of oblivious to what's happening around him when it comes to interacting with people and emotions and stuff. He seems so focused on the job or the task or learning that next thing that he just... <sighs> That's all he really cares about. In, granted, in this case, it was a uh, preventing some life-altering trauma. Right. I mean, it was preventing. Yeah. It was, was preventing. Ruin her. Yeah. It was. I mean, he does help these people and helps them come to some sort of like 
realization in their life. That part that, that like seems to always happen, but it really does seem like he's always moving on to the next thing and trying to learn the next big thing. So even though the relationship situations that pop up, he doesn't really seem to think about or care that much about. He just seems so focused on just learning more and more. He's just, he's just all about just like educating himself and learning about the world. So I like that. I like that about him, but I also kind of see how that's kind of a downside because you never get close to anyone. And you just focus so much on the job and learning and getting smart while everyone else just kind of fades away. So that's, the sad reality about of learning. Yeah, there's a give and take to any path you uh, go down, and in that case, you know he's learning a lot more, but he's kind of suffering in ways that come when you don't, uh, you know, plant your feet or take yeah. root anywhere. Yeah, look, something that came to mind that I was thinking about is when he was at the noodle shop, and after I watched the first few episodes, I was like, wow this guy is not going to be able to be hired at a real job. He's going to have a very hard time after he's done doing all these random jobs. Cause he's, he's becoming a Jack of all trades and not really mastering anything. So it, it's well, just, he's it, actually mastering everything. Yeah. He well, can get any job he wants. Yeah. We're talking about, yeah, maybe I'm wrong from, from that well, part, I mean, but it just, he, it's he's just like one step away from a law degree. Remember? That. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I, but that's the, I mean, he no, he's literally at the step. He just needs yeah. to like go and say, "Hey, can I have my degree?" Basically, yeah, well, yeah. that's the step we're talking about. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Okay, maybe that was that's that's him. That's the whole point of the show, though. Is like he won't settle. He has yeah. to keep going on with and experiencing all that life has to offer. And I, I love that the. To, at least that's the point that I take away. No, and I, th- I think you're right. I guess I just started thinking from the standpoint of like nowadays where everything is so specialized that if you try and do something yeah. like that, you're going to screw yourself over pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know if it's nowadays so much as you keep trying to like put this through like a realistic lens. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just, yeah. uh, you know what I'm, you know what I'm noticing about this? And I think it, it's a testament to the show is mm-hmm. that we're all kind of reading ourselves into it, but in different ways. Like, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, I, I will admit I'm reading way too hard into all of this and trying to compare it to way too many things in reality. I know it's an anime. I know it's not real. I know a lot of things going on there. Sorry. There's nothing wrong it's, with that. It's, it's just from coming from me and how I've looked at life and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just reflects so many things I think about yeah. all the time that Maybe I couldn't have, maybe I didn't enjoy it as much as I probably should have because I was thinking way too hard about all this stuff and how it was, how I was trying to compare it to so many things that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were kind of looking at like the technical aspects. I really, yeah. I really wish I had a time machine so I could go back and watch this with my younger self and see what I would think. <laughs> I, I'm, I really want to know. Kind of curious about that too. I really want to know because I can. I know for a fact it wouldn't be. I know if I heard myself talking the way I'm talking about this anime right now back then, I would. I would just say, "Shut up, Joe. Just stop talking and enjoy the thing." And yeah. it's just you're overthinking it. And it, it is. It is a. I think it is a testament to how. I guess subversive the series is that like. When I was young, I was into all the titties and shit, and it was amazing. And <laughs> I don't think I I whacked off to it 
<laughs> I, I'm going to say I didn't, but, but like, that was definitely what I was focused on. But there, like I was saying, like I brought it up, like there are these little tiny things that stuck with it, like stuck with me as like, and I have kind of factored, like, I don't know if I'd be the same way without it, mm. maybe, but like just mm-hmm. little things like being a jack of all trades or trying to like these weird little ideas and like helping people just these, he's very, he's very, he's stuck with me and maybe rubbed off a little bit, or maybe I just identified with it as a child and didn't realize it until now. Mm. Not as a child, as a teenager. Yeah. I like the anime though. It's quite, it was fun. Very enjoyable. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, it and is. it's maybe the main reason why I picked it. Um, oh, yeah, there's something else I should probably confess to. Uh, I picked this anime mainly for myself, since it should be coming out in the first week of March. I'm not sure. if It uh, it wouldn't have occurred by then, but uh, March is my birthday month. Is yes. the point to all this rambling? Three O. <laughs> so I'm treating myself. <laughs> Nice. I will be treating myself all month, so get ready. <laughs> cool. Uh, we were finishing up on three. I guess we're on four now. Mm-hmm. Kintaro at the pool. Ah, yes, the pool. <laughs> Which, um, ah. I feel kind of like number four is the weakest episode for me. It also oh. has significantly the funniest scene in all the series. <laughs> I don't think it's the week. I I don't know. I always like this one. That one stuck out in my head too. That's another goddamn thing. That's like I always say to myself, like I want to start swimming because it's such a good workout. And I wonder if that's and I still haven't. But I wonder if that goes back to Golden Boy too. I think it it probably does. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, works the whole body. Like um, I can only swim. The summer, due to like weird ass laws out where I am, because it gets cold out here. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get you ripped. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe this was just in the sub. I, I didn't uh, watch the dub, but was she from Africa? Because they said they mentioned something about Africa. What, was no, there... she, she, she's. Oh, uh, okay. He just keeps comparing her to a wild jungle cat. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> what the. <laughs> That's cool. They say something about beasts in the dub. Yeah. Or, You've unleashed yeah. the beast in me, and I've unleashed the beast in you, or some shit. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. I, I wasn't sure if it yeah. was just like a tan that she had, or if she was actually from Africa or something. It's like Ashley talking about she's like got the eyes of a beast, and she's like on the prowl. Yeah. Like an he doesn't call her a Nubian goddess. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's another staggering omission. No black chicks. In this series, I don't think. He's in Japan, but technically all Japanese, even though. Yeah, I mean, there's some pretty diverse looking girls. I mean, there's a the first girl we meet is pretty much a white girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blown. But it, but it is in Japan. But also, that's mm-hmm. kind of like I was watching it and being like, uh, you know, this I kind of forget that this is in Japan. Like, there are some very Japanese settings and stuff but for the most part it does feel like it could be anywhere like it does feel a little uh universal yeah. as far as setting 
Mm. Well, that is probably some legit aspect to the appeal. Is uh, one of the things I found out in researching the show is that um, Golden Boy had a, a pretty big role in popularizing anime in Russia huh. due to its run on Russia's uh, NTV channel. Hmm. Like looking up information on that channel and Golden Boy's run on it was nigh on possible. But that huh. fact alone is interesting. Uh, one thing I found very different in this episode compared to all the other episodes is how it ended. All the other episodes I noticed, it always ended with them feeling terribly sad and missing him and wish and trying wishing he would come back uh that that still kind of same happened here but it didn't seem as crazy intense she wasn't weeping she wasn't crying she wasn't trying to find yeah. him it was very yeah yeah, yeah like i, I, I like that. also i want to say he's also more gone yeah. by the end of that episode than the other yeah but i like that cuz it they didn't make every single girl the same you mm. know there were some like in the in the the, the ramen shop episode she they, they, she wasn't like fucking gaga and shit over him and and this girl like you could tell she's not the type of person to do that and they they kind of stick with their with her characterization like by the end like she is still stoic but she's she's going over things in her head she's not like completely insane yeah, uh, she doesn't uh, really change that much. Her attitude towards him changes, but yeah, I I, I like her, and I don't know if it's the dark and mysterious thing. Uh, kind of like she kind of reminded me of a little bit of like Kate Libby in Hackers. Mm. Um, she's just like calm and confident and cool. Yeah, uh, it's kind of, and I love her haircut. I just love the way she looks. <laughs> uh, and she's a boss. Like all of these chicks are kind of well. I mean, it's cool. Like she's like she's like the opposite of the girl in the first episode. Like she's just a boss. She's got her shit handled. Like she runs the place, you know. Yeah. But uh, she still like grows too, and she realizes, oh, like maybe he was right about how we should treat these kids. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of endearing to see Kintaro with the babies. Yeah, I did, I did laugh at the line of him going on about all the stuff he's got to deal with with him, like the the drippings, the dumpings, the boogers, yeah. and the fact that they all smell like kids. Yeah, that's another thing. Like the that was really funny, but at the same time, it brought me back to like the first episode where it's like they did their research on this, like. This dude probably like knew someone who worked at a tech company, and he probably like knew somebody. Whoever wrote it, I'm talking about like probably knew someone, or maybe he himself like worked with kids in a swimming pool or something. Damn. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like all the research was like yeah, you know, was on point. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite parts about the series: the research and the yeah, in detail. <laughs> It's it's nice seeing the um, solutions he comes up with, like this one in particular. Uh, the like what he does to improve the situation he was in it feels infinitely more heartfelt than some of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> like 
they they kind of spell out how like ruthlessly this woman was running that pool. When they say, "Okay, uh, sometimes you just got to help the kids. You just push them under the water and hold them there." <laughs> it worked. Yeah, no. That was a bit horrifying. Making the game out of it was like so adorable, adorable, simple, and completely effective to the degree yeah. that maybe you let. Yeah, yeah. But also, I love it, I like that aspect of it most. Yeah, I think. and something another thing I guess I like about it is I remember like being that like just even just watching it again. I was like, I remember learning how to swim. It was fun, and uh, I think I was a little older, <laughs> like. Not like crazy older, but like just a little bit older as a kid, like learning how to swim. And I remember doing the rings and everything. And even before that, I remember learning how to dunk my head underwater without freaking out. You're just getting used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get off the subject of pools now. Mm. Get to uh, bikes and what may have been the most pornographic episode of the series. Now, outside of the the pornographic parts with that motorcycle, I would have to say this episode, I seriously was almost on the floor laughing when he, when he took his bike and he flew off that, um, I guess the bridge or something. And he kept saying, uh, was it uh study, 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 study. And he just, yeah, yeah. I lost my shit with that. That was, that was, yeah. beyond fun. and then he, yeah. appeared, that, and then he appeared at the bottom on the road and it's just, Man, that was great. That was kind of, that was like the moment for me where I was just like, I was easing back in, but then at that point I was like, I'm I'm back in. This is so great. (laughs) That that did it. That was just, it was, it was so ridiculous. Oh man. That made it all, all worth it. Like I remember being thrown off when I was younger like her weird obsession with her bike and of her character but like uh, looking at it now it almost makes perfect sense like I don't know why I know she like based on like the, like the not only just the area she lived in but I guess the, her station within society and the manner of conduct she had to maintain you knew there was a lot being bottled up and it had to come out somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> All over Bimbo Baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember <laughs> the first time I watched it was one of those. <laughs> and I can't let anyone see this moment. <laughs> when I realized she was getting off of the like, like minimize the video and turn down the volume and I'm like looking over my shoulder the whole time like oh god how long is this gonna last I can't let anybody walk in yeah I was thinking about that I was thinking about roommates walking in I, my roommates now wouldn't give a shit but like roommates in the past they'd be like take a little explaining mm-hmm. I mean she was grinding into that thing I mean she just wasn't yeah, yeah. Has, since she has the in that little garage was especially uh, graphic. She's like, thing. yeah, I mean, at, at first I was like, okay, she's getting into this a little bit, but then in that, I was like, damn, she is just, yeah. Another thing that stuck with me to this day and jumbo cables, you'll know this 
Every time I see a Porsche, <laughs> yeah. I was going to mention this too. Yeah. yeah, there's a line that kind of became a running gag between me and Mike. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never look at a Porsche the same way. Yeah. That's good. Tiny penises. Mm. Yeah, um, this, this, uh, episode kind of reminded me of an element of my adolescence, uh, Michael kind of know, well, maybe kind of know what I'm talking about, where uh, Wintentaro sees the motorcycle rider in her, uh, what you call it, traditional get-up before he realizes they're one and the same. He mentions that just a, a look from her would cause him to just about lose it. Uh, mm. Yeah, there was a girl in high school who kind of like, not necessarily a look, but anytime she talked to me, I know freeze up and then like start I didn't quite talk I sort of made noises and nodded <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm. I, that was that was another thing they did that pretty well a few times and I it was another podcast uh, a podcast that I listened to they were kind of talking about that how uh, the person was saying that you know back in the day you get that handhold, and it's just like immediately shot into your underwear. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they they do that. Like they show that electricity running, and it's I know it's so relatable. Like when you get those those weird moments with someone, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just like the slightest thing or slightest touch, and less and less in 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 your old age, but. When you're younger, it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, damn. Just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get to episode six, my favorite episode, and an interesting one in that it feels simultaneously heartfelt and self Interesting way to close out the series. I'm pretty sure this episode is anime exclusive. Like I don't think there's been like that in the manga, at least as far as I read the manga. Yeah, it is. I I really dig that episode. It's just like it's so meta. <laughs> it's just like you could tell like all of it was like related to probably struggles that they had in the animation process, and uh, and I think that that's kind of culminated in the fact that they look at the desks and they're like, oh, it's so dirty. And then they keep looking back at it and then you realize it's a picture of an actual dirty desk. (laughs) Yeah. It was probably from the actual studio. And uh, I don't know. I was going to ask if you knew, uh, like, were the people there, like, modeled after, like, real people that worked there or anything? Um, I don't know for certain. I'm pretty sure that uh, when they they brought in the uh, author of the manga they were adapting, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be like a a played up like image of the creator of Golden Boy. Yeah, like, like I was just really how funny. shameless they talk about how cool and handsome and slick he is. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. 
Yeah, especially I like his it's, voice in the dub because his voice in the dub doesn't really match his face, but it's still it's like incredibly funny that it doesn't match. Yeah, well, I felt kind of like that way about Kintaro too, but listening to his subbed voice, it actually does fit in a odd way. Um, mm. It's something I can say like uh, early to mid '90s dubs is they were. I feel like this is the they were kind of figuring out. I guess what an anime dub should be out here. Like, yeah, it's not quite its own thing. I think they're still kind of pulling inspiration from cartoons. Like, like, you know, classic cartoons, the cartoons, uh, covers probably grew up with, mm-hmm. but they've got a good, they've got the right idea and they're putting the work in at least acting. It's like, it stands out is I think the performances are good, but the voices are a little wonky. Hmm. I know. I th- I think it's all good, but it's it's definitely the the same actors in every anime, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind yeah. of find charming. Because um, <laughs> like you know your Steve Blooms and your Cam Clarks and shit, but like there's this one guy whose voice I kept hearing a few times. It's like I know he's in Cowboy Bebop, but he's just one of those voices that's like. He's always the side characters. He's never the main dude, yeah. so you would never like know his name. <laughs> uh, well, with throughout the series, episode one and episode six are probably my favorite. I I really did like this one a lot because it did kind of give you an insight into how animation was made. I loved how it opened up with all the animators sleeping underneath their desks, and there was junk food and ramen everywhere. That was great. Kind of giving you an inside look and how the cartoons are made. That was, yeah. that, that was, yeah. I like yeah. that. And it is, it's, it is like being, you know, older too and seeing, I, I haven't seen too much of it. And I, I think some of that kind of mentality is falling as companies are realizing they need to take better care of their employees. Yeah. Um, but like just being in an office and being at, crunch and you know seeing how and what people eat and people not taking breaks and stuff is um yeah and it's all because they're passionate about something Mm. it's it's interesting to see yeah it's interesting to go back and see that in something from my childhood i liked how he uh saw that and he wanted them to eat more healthy uh so he actually started making was a vegetable soup i think he had said or yeah. exactly what it was yeah but i thought that was <laughs> that was neat he's always i like his character because he's always trying he tries to be so helpful it's just he's always thinking about other yeah. people just yeah. how he can help yeah. and he usually sees it's kind of like mm. yeah well it's kind of uh something that's in, inspired me in that like he you see him drawing from previous experience some stuff he sees some stuff he doesn't some stuff you've seen him do some stuff you haven't Mm. But like he always finds something he can do. Yeah. That's something yeah. I try. To do. I love that about him. Mm-hmm. God, I just want to hang out with him. Oh yeah, no, he's 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 like the anime mega bro. Yeah. If you don't want to hang out with Kintaro, something's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you're a very sexy lady, then maybe I could understand. <laughs> 
I don't know. Even then, it seems like <laughs> after a while, well, yeah, well, like, you like, you'll get used to it. I, it. It seemed like all the girls at the uh, startup place uh, got um, liked them yeah, yeah, after they after the sea incidents. Yeah, he kind of becomes their uh, mascot almost. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he, he seems like the kind of person that would grow on you after a while. Like at yeah. first, just kind of like, oh man, he just gets on my nerves, well, but it's just, I just, I need him around. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's not even after a while. It's like a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I made this comparison with Lupin too, and people aren't going to know who or what I'm talking about, but again, Mark Gonzalez, I get vibes. It's, he's a real person. You can look him up, like videos of him. He, he's, Kind of the the person who like uh, almost invented modern day street skating, you could say, but he's also like super creative and an artist, and he runs all these companies, and he's just creative, and he's travels all over the world, and it's just like that's the closest thing we could get to a real Kentaro. Just to replace <laughs> the obsession with, with titties and ass with like a, an obsession with like skateboarding <laughs> and, and making art. I yeah. can see that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But the comparison again, like, I, I mean, it, it is kind of like talking about Lupin. There, I feel like he's a, I don't know why I'm talking about Lupin again. But he seems like if Lupin were slightly more lovable and had maybe more grounded in the vein. Yeah, yeah. Had you know, wasn't always looking out for just himself, you know. I know. It's a it's a similar it's a strange it's an interesting archetype. That the Japanese have is the the wacky guy or the wacky character. It's I love it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, you see that in Ed too and Cowboy Bebop. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a happy-go-lucky wacky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I like I like to think that there's an element of that inside of me somewhere, like suppressed by all the depression and rage. Mm-hmm. I see it some sometimes. It's pretty funny. <laughs> the golden boy within Lionel. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out yeah, of um, yeah. Uh yeah. This is I feel like this might be running kinda long. Let me uh jump into the re- recommendations really quick. Um Yeah. Well one of the things I came across like golden boy on top of just being an awesome show also led to me watching another anime after a review uh yeah a review of golden boy i read after the fact after watching just to see what the you know the consensus on it was a review i read about golden boy mentioned that the character in the series overall was very similar to another series called great teacher onitsuka mm. and that comparison was maybe the sole reason why I decided to watch Kyo. Yeah, I could see that. That is a big one. It, I was, it's I was uh, there's some similar elements there. Um, both uh, Kintaro and Onizuka draw from a sort of worldly wisdom uh, rooted in. I don't know if I should say. 
Well, there's a humility to it, but it's not as present in Onizuka as it is in Kintaro. Um, Onizuka is also not as capable <laughs> as Kintaro in some ways, but maybe more capable than others. But, um, I think if you like one character, you'll find yourself enjoying the other. Um, yeah. Again, he's the lucky uh, guy. Yeah. But uh, in the case of uh, Onizuka, he's more apparently badass as well. But, you know, they balance the two elements out pretty well. Another instances of that, uh, another recommendation, I should say, features the same sort of element in regards to the main character. It's a series called City Hunter. Uh, Joe, have you watched any of that? I don't think I've, no, I don't think I've seen that yet. I know it was running, it ran on KTH at one point, at least the first episode, but I don't know how long. Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of Slayers. No, yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. But, um, it's a similar thing where you have a, uh, very competent main character who's kind of divided between his ability and his, uh, <laughs> near crippling sex drive. Take a drink every time I say sex drive in this episode. Yeah. Um, I think he said it like three times. Sex drive, sex drive, sex drive. Now you're drunk. <laughs> anyway, um, same sort of situation. Granted, uh, City Hunter's a lot more action oriented. But again, if you're a character and seeing him kind of rustle with element, you'll enjoy it. The um, last one I'm going to recommend is a series I've been meaning to get back to. Not exactly contemporary, but it was made in the early 90s. It's called Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Uh. Uh, it's a sci-fi series that kind of uh, pokes fun at sci-fi, not just in the anime scene. Sci-fi was really big in anime in regards to the 80s, and they kind of pull from a lot of tropes, character archetypes, but have fun with it. And not only is... The main character, Tyler, again, a somewhat similar archetype. In that he's more carefree and lazy than Kintaro and occasionally displays what could either be a strange worldly wisdom, a whole lot of luck, or the fact that he's secretly some kind of super genius. But the humor in Tyler, while less perverted, is very similar to Golden Boy. And if you like him, probably like the other um any recommendations on urines uh yeah my butt and yep. your butt <laughs> oh man uh actually speaking of that beavis and butthead do america it's about two little horn dogs going on a great journey it's a good one you meet their dads yeah. That was awesome. Like I said, my butt and your butt. <laughs> he doesn't realize how brilliant that joke is, is what's funny. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe, anything from you? I'm fixated on what he's the butt. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, what of you bastards got a match? Feel <laughs> that laugh. Um. Well, shit. I got nothing. Ah, uh, I'm 
thinking of Key the Metal Idol, but that is so far from hubris. That <laughs> Maybe rough. they were probably made in a simpler time period. Uh, Both the, 90s animes. I guess, but they're so opposite. Um, mm-hmm. Dirty Flash? Maybe that. Dirty Pair Flash. Dirty Pair Flash? Yeah, let's go with that. That was humorous. But not in the humor that is rela- this kind of humor. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, yeah. I All right. Um, anything you guys want to say to close out this podcast? Uh, uh, well, I just want to be the very best, like no one ever was. But to catch them is my real test. To train them will be my cause. Joe, this anime has reminded me how fucking shitty my childhood was. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Joe. <laughs> so, more bad memories came up there watching this show. Oh, God. Good ones, well, at least there were no uh, dogs. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. The dogs. I remember the dogs. Let's not. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think for next week I'll sh- I should pick something shorter. Yeah. Uh, but outside of my shitty childhood, this anime was awesome. And I'm glad I finally watched it because it really does feel like another one of those animes you should probably. It's just one of them you, sh- you just need to watch. It just has to be within a discussion of anime. It's just that's one of them. Yeah. So it's a classic. Oh, I, I got it. So um, there's two animes that I consider my first anime. One is what's technically my first anime. And then there's the anime I saw and realized that this was something different. And I think next week we'll talk about that. So, yeah. All right, I think we're good. All right, all right, all right, all right. right. (sighs) And what is next week? Symphonic Highway on SoundCloud. Uh, Submorphine. That should be hyphen M O R P H I N E for the opening. Um, Anime Raku, the promo theme, Squareon. Facebook.com slash Squareon. Project Stick, Squareon's project. Facebook.com slash Project Stick. Um, hey, listen to radio is where I'm at. Joe's Twitter is at NAGP Returns. Mike's Twitter is Hyper90s90 spelled out. I'm at Old Taku Connect. We're on 
Android and iTunes and Facebook. Oh, God. Man, things went tits up. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a good night, people. Next episode's Grappler Baki, by the way. Couldn't even get the promo working. What is my life? Yeah, have a good night, people.